Why, hello, everyone. Welcome mm. to the Movie Overload podcast, where we will be covering 100 films through cinematic history, from a trip to the moon to Parasite and everything in between, except for Woody Allen. Woody Allen. <laughs> Excellent. That was wonderful. I'm definitely going to put like a voice modulator in there that makes it sound like my voice is high-pitched. Oh, gosh. It was pretty high-pitched. Yeah. I'm impressed. That intro uh, will stand the test of time. No, that see that I I added I added that in post. Oh, yeah. Oh, my bad. See, I I would never stoop to the level oh. of actually changing the way my voice sounds. Yeah, like. that's because that comes off as like disingenuous, you know. Like, yeah, no, I'm not your true self. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like I I bring all of my identity to the table on these podcast recordings, and I just am unabashedly myself, and mm-hmm. then I change that in post. That's the way that this podcast yes. works, and that's why you know. We all seem so, you know, interesting and thoughtful and put together is actually not because we are. It's it's because we, we edit that in later. Do we seem right. that way? Yeah, just fix it in post, you know. Well, you don't, but that's because I'm the one doing the editing oh, at the time. So, yeah. And, you know, I have a personal vendetta against you. Oh. Fuck you, Andrew. Yeah, I also have a personal vendetta against myself. So. Nice. Oh, that's why the other half of the podcast, you all sit on yeah well, nice that anyway. sounds like a a good movie title is like i have a personal vendetta against myself like yeah, yeah that'd be good i like I don't it know. we'll Oops. see mm-hmm. today on the podcast <laughs> no later we will be discussing the wonderful wizard of oz <laughs> is he a wizard how is relaxing was wonderful? that that was pretty great <laughs> thanks is that is this is the, it's the fourth version of that movie right that we're covering because there was one in like 1910. There's been like oh a yeah yeah yeah. This is the 1939 version. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Um, yep. that's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're very separate. Mm. Like, yeah. Makes anyway, sense. I didn't read about the other versions, so I'm not quite positive. I think mm-hmm. there were a few sequels too. You know, like at some point. Oh yeah. Weren't there? There's like a really like weird wicked. Sequel, yeah. I'll get yeah. back to that. Though. And then there's like, like the new get one. To Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. yeah, I remember I watched that. I think we we saw that, but I don't mm-hmm. remember anything about it. Yeah, no, that's and why it's probably about a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely saw it, but like, I mean, there was a Franco in there. Mm-hmm. There's that's one of them. That's all I remember. Interesting. And and then there was some really crappy CGI shot with an air balloon. You know. Noish. It had potential, but they lost all of it. Yeah, that was 2013 Disney live action films Ew. in a nutshell. You know. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Different time. Shouldn't have tried. <sighs> anyway, I'm super excited about all the nerdy things that I read about this movie, so mm. I'm just going to start talking yeah, let's about let's it. Let's just dive in. Yeah. Go for it. Just got to, yeah, head first. Okay. Abstract. Mm. The Wizard of Oz is a 1939 American musical fantasy film primarily directed by Victor Fleming. Mm. It's characterized by its use of Technicolor, not the first use of Technicolor, contrary to popular belief. I don't know why... Or how that rumor came about. Um, it's known for its fantasy storytelling, musical score, and memorable characters. It's become an American pop culture icon and was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture. And it won Best Original Song for Over the Rainbow. Dang. That's pretty mm. much my abstract. I mean, it, it, it deserves Best Original Song. I'll give yeah. it that. It's a pretty she iconic song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I r- remember reading, they were like, I feel like this is degrading to Judy Garland to like show the public her just singing in a barnyard. And it was like 
so iconic. She made it her whole theme song for mm. like, for the rest of her career. <laughs> yeah. So she was fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Comments, side remarks, concerns. Mm, I mean, doesn't doesn't need that best picture nom, but we'll get I into mean, that. It lost to <laughs> Gone to the Wind, so lots of funny That's ties to <laughs> movies <laughs> we're covering. It's really weird that like two mm. movies by the same director would yeah. get nominated for best picture in the same year. But it's also kind of makes sense because he was not the only director, I guess, on either one of them. Right. Which yes. We'll talk about also. He just got credit. This one has two overlapping directors, the mm. same as Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. I was going to say, yeah, that one had three directors total. So So this guy's just kind of, well, I mean, well, maybe we'll get into that. In doesn't sound like, like, just based off of that, like he's a great guy. Fix this movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Is that right? Was he the like? Yeah. Second? So George Cukor. That's the same guy who did Gone. C U K O R. That's what I'm saying. Is he was on this project mm. for Wizard of Oz? That's bonkers. They, but he had already committed to Gone with the Wind, so oh. he left early. They replaced him with Fleming, and then he botched Gone with the Wind, so Fleming went to go save that project. So That's he, so Fleming, really salvaged both of these okay. movies. He didn't just like take credit for stuff. He's no. Actually, like, he did really something. did do the bulk of the work on both, as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were many, many directors on this project, mm. and it was a hot mess. So, well, let's start with the plot summary, and then yes. let's get into that. Um, if you haven't seen this, mm. we're all judging you. <laughs> when a tornado rips through Kansas, Dorothy and her dog Toto are whisked away in their house to the magical land of Oz. They follow the yellow brick road toward the Emerald City to meet the wizard, and en route they meet a scarecrow that needs a brain, a tin man missing a heart, and a cowardly lion who wants courage. The wizard asks the group to bring him the broom of the Wicked Witch of the West to earn his help, and then he eventually helps bring Dorothy home. Mm-hmm. There we go. Fun stuff. Here's my here's my hot take. Toto, good dog. Yeah. That's Toto it. was oh, wow. the best actor in Literally the Literally end the episode right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good dog. I mean, doggy rights. Like, <laughs> we need some doggy noms for, uh, for, for Toto. For real. Honestly, Don't you think, Toto like, as Toto. A believable performance. It was pretty good. Yeah. So I was a big fan. Just more that w- than we can say about some of the other performances. But <laughs> I don't <laughs> mean to call out oh. Cowardly Lion because he was great. He was good. I'm not. I'm I, not including him in that we list. We love him. I kind of liked him. He was he's awesome. Pretty actually. adorable. <laughs> like he's of the adorable. three, he's the only one that I'm like, yeah, I have some fondness. Like, yeah, I don't know. Scarecrow's kind of like annoying. I've heard people say they think he's hot, and I'm like, I don't. Understand how that could <laughs> ever be something somebody thinks. Ah! Yeah, I, yeah. No. They think every quirky character is hot in some way. Yeah, that's probably fair. Tin Man over here is like Tin Man's just trying sketch. to survive <laughs> the he movie. Like I like I appreciate his like emotional like presence. So much crying. But also he he creeps me out. They're all a little. Yeah, creepy. he's kind of like it's sterile in his stature. It's a little like. It's he's very, stiff. and I mean, it makes sense because he's all rusty, but it's still like it's off putting a bit, you know? Like, yeah. and it's the way he easily could be a too, drug trip like, movie. Yeah. Yes. You know? It's a absolutely. bit frightening. 14 year old girl <laughs> again with like three, like, pretty old, weird, yeah. kind of creepy, weird men that need her for emotional fulfillment and to get the things that they need in their lives. That's a great <laughs> point. Yeah. That's like the it, actual Well, now that summary. you put it that way. Mm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> about it. Oh, man. Fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is she it close to how the book was? Do you know? 
I actually have started reading the book, and I remember it being pretty accurate, but I didn't finish it because I also got bored with the book. Sorry. Oh, spoiler um, alert. You got bored with this film? I know. How could you? Sorry. It's a I've classic. seen this well, movie but it's so, so many fun times. You get it. They walk down this road, and that's where they're going. They're just all down this road. There's like four of them, and they're going down this path, and like they got to make it to the end. You know, that's yeah, it's rough, And man. at one point, they kind of have to fall asleep, sort of. Yeah. That's weird. So Trippy. Weird. Drugs, man. Yeah, exactly. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> like she was coming down from from the high, and they were like, Real "No, hard. no, no, let's." Well, we gotta <laughs> like, no, little girl. They're like, no, take take some of this for real. Just take some this of this. Quick. <laughs> yeah. Was it the yeah. tin man that like seemed immune immune to it or something? Yeah, because he is made, made out of tin, tin perhaps. Mm-hmm. And then Lion and Dorothy are like, Whoa. yeah. I, I did think that detail was kind of great. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like just that bit that the, not all of them were falling asleep because, yeah, like, one of sense. them is literally made out of tin. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to watch out because, like, there's the risk of tetanus. Like, what if they all <laughs> fall asleep? They land on the tin man and they yeah, all get rusty. cut. They all die. The movie abruptly ends. <laughs> right. Like, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Be unfortunate. The, the, the last scene is Dorothy that. getting yeah. her leg amputated because <laughs> the tin man, like, <laughs> fell on her. No. <laughs> Just, like, the close-up of, like, the sweating, like, ah, and they're like, oh, this must be a pregnancy <laughs> scene, but then it cuts down, there's this gory mess on her leg, and you're just like, oh, man, that's yeah. oh, no. it just becomes... You think it's going to be that scene in The Quiet Place that did not actually happen no. in the movie. And it, it, it's just weird that they cut away from that, because oh. it, like, could be a very tense part of the movie. Yeah. Anyway, it's whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll need to talk about stress, A Quiet Place. Stress, stress, stress. Anyway, yeah. um, yes, I'm assuming that it's very similar to the novel... Because the producer bought out all the rights to the hugely popular novel, hmm. um, who had toyed with the idea of making it into a film for a while, but then you said that they already had. Well, I think there were a few adaptations before. Like when I was looking it up to log it on Letterboxd, it was like, oh, there's one from 1910. There's hmm. one from okay. The 20s, I wonder if they just weren't full length films. Early in the 30s, yeah. Well, definitely the one from from 1910 was not. Maybe none right. of them were full length. I'm not sure. But this is definitely the fourth that I saw on Letterboxd, the fourth mm. adaptation of some sort. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, they did definitely edit it because when the guy started adding songs, mm. uh, a total of 11 screenwriters ended up working on all the dialogue. Wow. Yeah. That uh, would be one so heck of an um, email chain. Like, I'm not even going to say all of their names because there are so many people worked yeah. on it and like some people they'd like hand it off to one or two guys and they'd be like ew the way you're taking this is not right and they'd like mm-hmm. throw it around and then one person like just did the opening scenes before she's in oz mm-hmm. like he first turned in like 17 pages and then he turned it into like 56 pages and then they were editing that down and yeah so it was That's again whack. a uh, hot mess hmm but it was cool reading about it because our previous episode was on Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and that movie's success inspired this movie's startup. Like production mm-hmm. on the film began when they like directly quote that it began when Snow White showed that films adapted from popular children's stories and fairy tale folklore could be successful. Mm. So they were like, "Oh, everyone loves Snow White. Let's go." And Let's then they started doing this. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea, everybody. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Mm-hmm. Seems so. to work out okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely iconic. Yeah, it gave us uh, 
Well, I mean, this is what we know Judy Garland most mm-hmm. for. I guess she was probably already somewhat of a star by then. Yes, she was. They almost gave it to Shirley Temple. Hmm. Um, but they said Judy Garland was the most experienced. Hmm. So they gave it to her and there were contractual issues with Shirley Temple. Uh, how old um, would she have been at this point? Judy Garland? No, it was, uh, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple in 1939. Let me look that up. I don't know when she was born. Because I feel like the, I've only ever seen her when she was like really small. Yes. Right. Well, in the 30s, I would think so. Okay. Yeah. She was, was born in 28, so she would have been really little. And Judy Garland like was 17. And that was some controversy was like, hmm. they were like, this is supposed to be a little girl going oh. through Oz. Judy Garland's too old to play a 14-year-old, but... I think she pulled it off very well. Yeah, that was believable. Uh, I know. I yeah. Thought, yeah. I, I didn't know young. she was that young until right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, going younger but with Shirley Temple, I feel like would have been weird. Hmm. Yeah. Like and if it was nine, I'd like a nine-year-old. would not have been as iconic. Yeah. She's, a, yeah. she's just a rebellious teenager. Yeah, yeah She exactly. wants to run away. Um, yep. Another <laughs> child star they thought of was uh, Deanna Durbin. Don't know who that is. Nope. She was some newcomer. Um, but she apparently had an incredible voice. Oh. Well, I mean, oh. so did Judy Garland. It was actually yeah. weird because she starts singing, and it's like, that's got to be a different person. Like I know. No, it was all her. Yeah. She <laughs> rocks. This is amazing. Nice. Poor mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of abuse on this set. Mm. Feel very bad for her and everyone else involved. I could rant about that, mm. but... um. If, if you want to. There's <laughs> no shortage of that throughout <laughs> film history. Do it. So, yeah, Judy Garland was 17, and she was already addicted to barbiturates, I think I said that right, and amphetamines, because all of the studio bosses in production were like, hey, you need to remain super slim, but also crazy energetic for all of the filming. So we're not going to let you eat really anything, but we're going to give you a ton of drugs. And so she had, like, she was really not okay. (laughs) Mm. It was very sad. And I think the directors were pretty, like, physically aggressive with her. And the cast would have to show up at, like, 4 a.m. to get into costume. And then they didn't get to leave till like, 7 p.m. That's awful. That's That's so so bad. So long. And the first director. That makes me wince. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First director put her in a blonde wig and, like, baby doll makeup. Uh, yeah, he did not do good uh, things. And then second director came in, scratched everything. Like, none of those shots hmm. were saved, I think. And then he was like, um, be yourself. <laughs> mm. You can just use your normal hair, which is beautiful, by the way. She has, like, so much hair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Judy, man, Judy was a trooper. That's some, that's some great direction right there. Mm-hmm. Like, man, just be yourself. Be like, yourself. You know? Not even Dorothy. To really seep into this role, be you. Like, uh, you know? Being the person that we cast for this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, Judy Garland should yeah. try um, looking like Judy Garland. <laughs> yeah. But also wonders. keep taking your drugs. Uh, it's very sad. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. She probably actually had the best experience on the set. Really? Yeah. That's not oh a gosh. good sign. <laughs> um, the costuming. Poor Tin Man. Yeah. Let me That's let me just pull that up in my notes. I have a lot of notes. Yeah. I feel so like I remember hearing about this before, but I don't remember all the details. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but did we introduce ourselves yet? Oh, no, <gasps> we didn't. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, maybe I can 
edit it in or something like that if we just want to do that now like this is like pdw we'll figure it out we've had a few where we don't introduce ourselves at all (laughs) the first we forgot forgot for the first one until like the end i mean we got the intro in so like at least you know let's just like have some sound bites and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't and if it doesn't work if we just cut it in then this bit will just stay and this will be (laughs) real funny (laughs) 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 Um, i don't know how to feel right now that's good so i'm reese and i'm hannah and I'm Silas. I'm Hunter. Fuck what? you, Hunter. <laughs> oh, man. Twice in a <laughs> row. When that's that not became I a trend, but that's it is okay. now. That's my vibe. That's yeah. what I'm here for. Good stuff. All right. So as I was saying. <laughs> I'm feeling Wow, I got super distracted. This aggressive aura <laughs> over here. I'm over, yeah. That's kind of like drifting over here towards Hunter. Oh, no. I'm a dark presence. From, yeah. Yeah. Dark presence. Yeah. Hunter's just like the guy in the corner, and we're just like, "Shut up, Hunter!" Yeah. Just kidding. Shut up. I'm <laughs> so mean. I feel like I'm trying to think of a character and something. I'm like the Jerry. You are. I don't want to make scenario. you the Jerry because I hate the trope. Or or Jerry. <laughs> it's like that where everyone's just like, "You suck," and he's oh, just no. like, "Okay." It's not really like that, except for when it is. <laughs> except when you <laughs> but do mostly suck. It's not. <laughs> I mean, you if you're talking, which Jerry are we talking about? Is this Rick and Morty Jerry? Or is oh, no. This uh, Parks and Rec. Rick and Parks they and sound Rick, like yeah. the same Jerry, though, from Jerry, based off of the script. Jerry, Gary, Larry. Poor Jerry. Like, they use suck kind of Jerry. Like, that seems like yeah. the same Jerry. They but. just like to harass him for doing nothing. Yeah. Like, sometimes he's just kind of clumsy, and sometimes he's just doing everything perfectly fine. And they're just like, damn it, Jerry. Oh, wow. Never mind. It's so annoying. Jerry. And they're like, oh, yeah. he's like, oh. Man. I anyway, feel bad for that guy. It is. Oh. It's very really like it's like a sad kind of humor, but it's it's still kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely heard All like right. mixed reports on that. Like I've heard some people think that it's funny, and then other people are like, it just kind of is too much to I the point where it's just depressing. I think there are there's different times. I think sometimes it it can be very sad, and then sometimes it just goes so over the top that it does become really funny. Hmm. Like I think we watched an episode a little while back that had I think one of the best ones. Which is like the government shut down for a little while. And he's like, when he's, you know, got a bunch of free time, he's like sitting by a lake and he's like painting the lake and it's beautiful and it's like gorgeous. And like Leslie runs in and she's like, we're back. We're going back to work. And she grabs his like gorgeous painting and just like chucks it into the water. And it's just like, it's so depressing. It's so much and it's so insane and unrealistic. <laughs> like no one would ever do that. And I'm just like, it's so <laughs> it funny. makes me laugh. I am Leslie. Nope. So if I don't you know. were painting a right. lake like that, oh. I would totally chuck it no. in. And then no. I would just, and then I would flip you off. Man. Yeah. And I would say, this is what you get for being <laughs> you. For being you. Punishment for okay. your existence. Yeah. Anyway, Stop it. That's all I have to this say. This is probably the last episode that. I'm going to abuse you on. Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. That's I mean, right. this, is becoming, this is becoming kind off. of like the set <laughs> yeah. of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, so we need to talk I mean, about the movie. This yeah. literally, this is the set of The Wizard of Oz right is now. The, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Actually, Jerry, yes. That's true. Yeah. Like, Jerry should sue. So, right, so tell us going. more about that, that abuse. I really want to talk about the costuming because the things they did to these human beings, I can't believe they got away with it. Yeah. Um, so the first guy actor who was going to play Tin Man was named Buddy Ebsen. Um, this poor man, <laughs> they did some testing to try to figure out how to do his costume and ended up using this like aluminum powder 
He was no. hospitalized in critical condition for months oh, and had to drop out of the oh, film because boy. of the reaction his body had to it, like on his skin and inhaling it like he was breathing it in. Um, I think he was like in costume for 10 days before they hospitalized him. Like he was not okay. Um, Yeah. And he talks in a later interview and said that the studio heads only appreciated the seriousness of his illness only after seeing him in the hospital. <laughs> they wow. were like, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, so, yeah. So, filming halted while they found a replacement. Uh, so, no full footage of him as a Tin Man was mm. ever released, only photographs. And his replacement, Jack Haley, who is in the final film, um, thought that he had just been fired. They did not tell huh. Jack that he Whoa. was hospitalized. Oh. So when he was Tin Man, they like covered his skin in this like really thin like cloth layering to protect his skin. Um, I think he ended up being okay. He had like a really bad like eye infection hmm. from the aluminum later on. But other than that. Like they didn't change the stuff okay. that they put on him. That exactly. Jeez. It was like Gosh. they're kind of like, yeah, the other guy was fired. Um, come here, we're gonna put this stuff on you. <laughs> uh, and they just <laughs> try. Did they try it again? Like the same stuff, like on a different. Or did they change the? They just put that st- like that thin layer of cloth over his skin, and then put the aluminum powder on top of that. Oh. So I don't know if the other guy was like more allergic to it, or if just the skin layering helped. Right. Um, mm. I think that poor first guy was just the guinea pig yeah. mm-hmm. but they had Yikes. to like re-record a lot of those songs because they had done that first oh but i think they ran out of time or something so jack haley has like all the solos are his voice but the tin man's voice in all the group songs is buddy epson hmm. Mm-hmm. that's great. i did not so, know that i know so it's two yeah. different singers which i thought was kind of interesting wow. so buddy got in there good job buddy um and then the other costuming thing was whatever they used on the Wicked Witch of the West, you know that scene where it's like all the smoke yeah, bomb goes off and she like disappears. Mm-hmm. So they had like built this concealed elevator to lower her down. Okay. And they timed it out where they like would do the smoke or whatever as she was lowering. But on the first take, it went really well, but they needed more takes, obviously. So on the second take, they messed it up and the burst of fire like went off way too soon. And her makeup was copper-based. Her face caught on fire. And she had third-degree burns on her hands and face. And she spent three months healing before coming back to film. Which, when they came back, she was like, I'm not doing that again. Mm -hmm. They asked her to. She said no. The audacity. Uh Uh-huh. And they wanted her to do the broomstick scene. Um, And she said no. So they hired this stunt double, and she was injured on the broomstick scene. Oh. So everyone, like, caught on fire or his, like, skin was melting or hospitalized or was addicted to drugs. <laughs> like, the amount of injuries on the set that no one did anything about mm-hmm. was crazy. And that is why we have a union. Sorry. That makes sense. Huh. Uh, Thanks, Sag. A shout so out to you. Was this b- so this was before the Screen Actors Guild? I'm assuming so. Gotcha. I should look up when that originated because I don't think yeah. they would have gotten away with it. Yeah. That's that's Man, insane. That's a, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It's r- it's really weird that this is a movie that like everybody has seen and knows. Mm-hmm. I don't Yeah. It still it still weirds me out in a weird way cuz cuz it's like 
that definitely everybody knows the song somewhere mm-hmm. with the rainbow and i feel like that that definitely deserves to be remembered that's been like kind of propagated into other right parts of culture as well like yeah. you don't have to just come to this to hear mm-hmm. that like it's it's in yeah. other places but like man this movie's really whack mm-hmm. to be like <laughs> yeah. the 30s movie or right. the movie people think of when they think of you know a transition to color like mm-hmm. people yeah yeah, th- just the fact that people are like, ah, you know, this was like the first color movie, so, <laughs> you know, it makes sense why we remember it. And it's yeah. like, what about A Star is Born? Or like yeah. all of the movies even before that, you know? Right. It, yeah. it has a pretty notable use of it. Like, it's kind yeah. of interesting going from like the sepia tone mm-hmm. to color. And like the yeah. color is really vibrant and like mm-hmm. it looks really nice. It does. It yeah. has a lot more contrast and stuff compared to like a Star is Born. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, like it's not. It's like it's it's pretty know, in a way, but it's also everything looks fake and like it is a set. Yeah. Even the oh, stuff totally that is, like yeah. even the stuff that isn't in Oz looks yes. fake and like it's on a set. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that is weird just because it doesn't need to look that way. Just yeah. because we've seen other movies on this list that don't look that way. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh. And like. Part of me wants mm. to give it the credit of like, oh, that's some sort of intentional choice. It's saying that like it's everything's awesome. kind of fake. Everything's kind of a weird fantasy world yeah. that we live in that's constructed. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. This is not, I don't know, the Truman Show or something. Like right. it's it's not, I don't think yeah, it's really trying to do that. I don't think they that. thought that much about it. Yeah, no. But I mean, at least for the Oz bits, I feel like it makes sense because right. it's kind of a fantastical setting. Yeah. And like it makes sense to mm-hmm. be, right. like you have to construct that. And obviously you're not going to have a long open landscape with a yellow brick road running over it. Exactly. So you're going to need like a, a wall with, you know, a painting and whatever. Right. And that's but understandable. Like, yeah. And I actually think it's pretty, I just, it's, mm-hmm. it's the stuff in Kansas. The Kansas that just stuff, looks yeah. Well, yeah. And like it the is house weird. is like, you can tell that's a set like, you know, instantaneously. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah it, it definitely like feels rattling around and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like when you grab your, uh, mm-hmm. your laundry basket and you like mm-hmm. shake it around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. You're like, what? you know yeah what's going on there and mm-hmm. it, it is i guess it kind of fits the tone of this movie then where it's just very much like churning something out because it was you know clearly popular to adapt right. a children's story no regard for their you know the condition of their actors just like mm-hmm. just continuing right. to like push this thing out in a very like haphazard kind Get of it done. greedy crappy yeah. semi-artless way Yes. Which is why it's interesting that it is also still so well regarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I was just fascinated because they really stumbled through this. Like, it was kind of one big fail to another. Uh-huh. And then everybody loved it. Yeah. yeah but And for the color, it said that was like one of the most significant innovations mm-hmm. were, was they were using stencil printing hmm. for mm-hmm. the transition to Technicolor. So each frame was to be hand tinted to maintain the sepia tone. And then oh. I think they were hand tinting a lot of the color things. I don't know yeah, how Technicolor works. Um, yeah. Interesting. But for certain shots, at least. But then I know, like, for the horses, they use jello powder. Hmm. To, like, oh, yeah, cover to get the purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, horse. upsetting to look at because I'm like, that probably wasn't a comfortable experience for no, those animals. No, it was all yeah. jello powder yeah. and like weird, I don't know, they used weird stuff. Hmm. And then yeah, they abandoned like some of their processes cuz they were too expensive. The budget was like 2.77 million, which is oh, wow. a lot. That's a lot at the time. That's what would like that have more been? More than double the 
the budget for uh, Snow White. Yeah, so that's like almost that's more than thirty million. That's like what thirty six million now. Something like that. That's a lot to pay for for sure. Like all the costumes and sets. Yeah, it's a lot. And all the actors, like all the actors, so many actors. Let's look at it. It's wild that they that that was their budget, and yet they still felt like they their hands were tied and they had to abuse the actors in that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's weird that that you would feel that they would have enough money for the safety at that point if you're already spending that much money, you know? Right. If you're making the biggest movie, it's like, there's no excuses, you know? Like, yeah, it's gross. $2.77 million in 1939 is worth $51.6 million today. Oh, gosh. That's a That's lot more than I was so thinking. so much yeah. money. Mm. Um, it was more than the budget for Baby Driver. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Man. crazy. Like, Actually, and they went really overboard with it. Like, the process of how they did things was weird. Mm. So, the shoot, they did, like, a ton of reshoots because of how many times I think they switched directors, um, which I'll get to in a second. But the shot where it's, like, inside of the farmhouse and Dorothy opens the door when it's transitioning to Technicolor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, they just painted everything inside of the farmhouse sepia. So, they didn't have to taint the film and they had this like stand-in girl and she was in like a sepia dress and they made everything of her look sepia and then at the last second when the camera moves through the door gar like judy garland stepped back in in her blue dress so that they could transition it into the technicolor lighting that's isn't that insane so they were pretty on top of it it was like you painted that whole house sepia like that was cheaper and easier for them than messing with like tinting all the film. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like I assume the sepia tinting for the film was just like you can just dunk the whole thing in whatever that color is, like however that works. Like you can just like yeah. discriminately color the whole thing, I guess. But then yeah, like if part of your frame is supposed to be like monochrome sepia and part of it's in full color, like <laughs> Right. Yeah, it would be a problem, so that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, definitely creative. It's bonkers at the time cuz like yeah, obviously it sounds like that was a lot of work. But like now <laughs> Yeah, it's right. weird that like we could that's probably yeah. we could do that on our phones. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's yeah. In one shot. In yeah. Areas. That's so weird. So much time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So how do we how do we feel about the movie? You know, like my feelings. Yeah. How does it how does it how does it hit you? Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> quite quite a few feelings. What do yeah. You think? Yeah. They're yellow and blue. Mm. Yellow for the road. Blue for the sadness. I feel. Mm. I mean, it was a, it was pretty good. <laughs> like, it was okay, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't. I, I don't hate it, but I also it's kind of on the same level as Snow White was, where it's mm. kind of like unremarkable to me, but still like not complete garbage. Because um, mm-hmm. I do have nostalgia for it. I saw it a lot as a kid. But um, yeah, but it is yeah. It's one of those things. I definitely don't think it's like, you know, the best thing ever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, it it struck me as kind of boring. So eh. that's fair. Even as a kid, it was like, well, you know, like it was fun for the first like 30 to 40 minutes. And then it kind of felt like, okay, well, now we're just going through the motions of like solving all the people's like whatever, like Mm -hmm. meeting all the friends. And that kind of lasted a while. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, come on, let's get to Oz already. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, right. You have to go through all these fields. You go through a cornfield. And a flower field, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like so they go through flower field. So two fields, yeah. and then Drugs. like a wood, yeah. exactly. And Drugs. yeah, and another wood, and another wood. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you feel the weight. You feel the um, 
the weariness of the journey. Yeah. And that's a problem. <laughs> so, cause yeah. And it's hard to avoid that. I mean, even with Lord of the Rings, which is like amazing, uh, you still feel the, the runtime, you know, but it's like, hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. I liked the variety of environments kind of, but I also, yeah, I mean, some of it just got kind of old after a little bit. So mm-hmm. it was fun. It's fun for a little bit. I don't know. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, eh. that's fair. It's like hands up, you know, like what? I don't know. <laughs> hands up. Good These are my hands. <laughs> I see his hands. Yep. Yep. It's Give it just hands. Yeah. Hands. It's like, it's kind of fun to look at sometimes. The costumes <laughs> are cool. Like, mm-hmm. I like seeing how the scarecrow's face just, like, seamlessly blends into also, like, yeah. the bag and, like, and then it's his body. I don't know. So, like, it is cool. The visuals are, are nice enough. But, yeah, it does run into the same problems. Snow White, like you said, like, it's just kind of a typical fairy tale structure, which is just, at this point for me, not yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. It just kind of feels like nothing's happening. And when something is happening, it's like why mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like munchkin town was like yeah kind of fun but that was like near the beginning mm-hmm. and then the tornado was kind of fun but yeah. then that was near the beginning too and then it's like all kind of just middle is kind of rough kind of like well what do you do now you know it's like oh you yeah. gotta walk on this trail it's like hiking the movie except like right. more color you know like yeah. well that's the thing is is uh i think an essential part of a, a movie that's a journey like that is trying to make it feel like something is happening except for you as the audience member being like, are we there yet the mm-hmm. entire time? Mm-hmm. Like you really yeah. want to draw the attention away from the fact that it's this journey mm-hmm. and more have you like by the end of the journey kind of look back and be like, wow, we've come such a long way instead yeah. of being like, okay, okay, we, we finished that bit now we got to move on. And, and when you're constantly thinking of like what the next bit is going to be as they're telegraphing it, for me, that generally ruins a movie like that. Yeah. You know, like The Fellowship weird. of the Ring is not a movie that you're, yeah, the That's entire time you're like, oh, yeah, for comparing they got to go the there, rings. and they got to go yeah. there. You, you get know. more oh, caught up in it because right. it's more exciting. <laughs> Sorry. Like, well, yeah. when you actually see We're it We're going to do it. Through. True. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I feel attacked. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it, it does convey that sense of journey more. You feel each place, but also each place is more interesting mm-hmm. and the, there are actually mm-hmm. characters that i care about and like seeing in lord of the rings maybe this is a really weird comparison between these movies but sam it works frodo and, sam. Then, and you get to the end Dorothy, and you can look Toto. back and be like yeah frodo toto we did go through a lot oh, oh. sam they're Dorothy. both good boys frodo, frodo, toto. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, <laughs> they're both good boys <laughs> but yeah this movie i i've never really loved it as a theater child, I love Wicked mm-hmm. on Broadway, mm-hmm. so I have like that association. And then for some reason, my like theater producer growing up would just put this on, like mm-hmm. at tech days or rehearsals. It was just in the background. I think in my review on Letterboxd, I was like, maybe theater kids need The Wizard of Oz on in the background to like soothe all their anxieties. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I've seen it more than I realized. Mm-hmm but I'm still not a huge fan. I've been in a theater production of The Wizard of Oz. So really? Yeah. and I have to. I, I have like a story for when you're done. Okay. Yeah. The juice. Uh, yeah. I I liked it then. Like, I liked mm-hmm. doing it. The theater production yeah, of it is fun. Yeah, I can fun. see that. Mm-hmm. And I think it works really well as a play. Yeah. Yes. Sounds more fun. But sure. it's got that vibe of, like, watching it as a movie is, like... It's so it's it's an arduous process that mm-hmm. obviously would be a lot more fun 
if you were in it not right. if you were in this movie but like if right. you were right. in the story not in this movie <laughs> in it, like <laughs> yeah like it like in a theater production yeah right and it, it does have that kind of like as a as a story in general it's kind of got a nice enough vibe it's mm-hmm. iconic enough there there's imagery in it that's really like exciting to like feel like you're a part yeah. of yeah and it definitely has some sort of meaning in our culture yeah but that it doesn't it doesn't translate to this film being interesting or that good or, or really yeah. just holding up to what we now kind of, and I've talked, I talked about this quite a bit in Snow White as yeah. well, holding up to what we now know old movies are like mm-hmm. after watching the few episodes th- yeah. that we've done recently. Like we, we know that the bar for like good old movies is a lot higher than what this is. And just because this is the one that everybody's seen does not mean that this is the best of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, there's definitely a, a, a ceiling to my enjoyment for this. Cause like I was scarred basically what happened. <laughs> I went, I was in this theater production of the wizard of Oz and like my sister, she was like banking on getting in. She was like, Oh man, I'm going to be in this play. I'm going to get super famous. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. she got rejected. And my brother and I got casted as Munchkins. And yeah. you know how tall we are. We're tall You're lads. And it was like, yeah, the, the next shortest Munchkin, the, or the next tallest Munchkin was literally like at least a head. Yeah. A head shorter. <laughs> they, why did they cast you it as was, Munchkins? Well, because like, cause like we were, or... I, I guess we were really like comical or something. They were like, oh man, we need that for your, for our munchkins ridiculously tall munchkins yeah and it was so embarrassing i remember like i was just blushing the whole time like it was Uh, like ugh. i mean that that, yeah i remember that to this day because of that and i just i've never really liked the wizard of oz since then Mm because i'm kind of like you know was did chloe want to be dorothy uh i think she wanted just a good role she didn't she didn't necessarily want dorothy she'd love dorothy as a shout out to friend of the pod sister of the pod sister of the pod that's right yeah, she really, uh, I think she was just banking for, like, a good role. That's fair. Or just to be involved, but. My dream role is Glinda. Um, yeah, Wicked. I mean, she moved on to that better things, awesome. though, I will I say. That was a crummy. Would love that. Uh, cr- crummy times. I did not enjoy. Uh, I see your PTSD flaring up again, Silas. I think <laughs> yeah. you need to calm down. Yeah, I, I, need, a, I need five. I need oh. to take five. Okay, bye. <laughs> that was a lot. See, I was <laughs> that was a lot. The, I was one of the witch's guards, so I, I just got mm. to do the, like, oh, wee Yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. Oh, that's like the really? best job. That's the best, hey, 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 hey. The uh-huh. best position. What was that in? Was it's that in Wreck It Ralph. Okay, that's Ralph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. that's a good movie. <laughs> a good time. This, this probably a better yeah. time than this. Probably. Is. Yeah, I would say. Ooh. I would say. Yeah. This did make yeah. me think of like the joke of like being cast as a tree, mm-hmm. which made me also think that the trees are cool. Yeah. I think the tree costumes. The trees yes. look really kind of dope. And yeah. I I dig that, and. It's funny that they get them to throw apples at them. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say. I feel like that. there are some influences from this movie that had to have... Inf- well, actually, that's a lot. I don't know. I see ties and similarities between this movie and Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in like the costuming. Like I looked up pictures of Dorothy in the blonde wig hmm. and the blue dress. It, like, it looked just like Alice. That is interesting. And it's kind of a similar story huh. feeling, you know. Right. Would this kind of been? a dream, like I mean, they, they both are like, you know, so adaptations of right. books. You know, kids yeah, so I'm not actually sure. A similar time. Yes. Yeah. Of a very but particular brand of fantasy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. very similar. Kind of the lighthearted yeah, sort of right. frivolous kind of absurd. Kind of, yeah. 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 I really Wonderland like the like, so surreal much. absurdism in yeah. Alice in Wonderland, though. Mm-hmm. I, think I think that think like makes it so yeah, much more. It's definitely it's stronger. So there, much more interesting like, than Wizard of Oz. There's just enough here that's like it's just kind of whatever it wants to be, and like it's just like okay. We should talk about Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. If I were to like replace things on this list. I would replace one of the last two movies we've talked about, maybe, and replace it with Alice in Wonderland. Yes, it's so mm-hmm. good. It because it because it's a better film, but I don't know if it has the influence that either of these has. Yeah, yeah. but it's better. It's important. I have more fun, but like, and mm-hmm. I like the croquet with like the flamingos mm-hmm. and hedgehogs. It's yeah. so creative. I love that. I've read bit. that book so many times. Yeah, and then I actually Super just learned somewhere. That Lewis Carroll, like, I knew it was based off an actual, like, child that was, like, a family friend of Lewis Carroll. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I just read somewhere that he apparently, like, would take her on trips. And she was, like, 11, and he was kind of creepy with her. And then the mom was like, you can't hang out with her anymore because it's getting weird. And he was like, I'm sad. And... So he wrote Alice in Wonderland, and now I'm like, that kind of ruined it for me. Sorry, uh, I ruined that for you. Common theme in this, uh, yeah, both guest appearances I've been on. It's like, what's going on? Men are trash. That's yeah, is what's that's that's we brought you. Sorry, on that's for actually the episodes. common theme of uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> all of time. It's okay. We hate men. I would have preferred uh, Miyazaki, but <laughs> right, it's whatever. Oh, man. Like, mm-hmm. Missed it by, missed okay. it by. A few Come back in months. like a year, and and we'll be. There. Yeah, it'll be all perfect. Right. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, but yeah, really, it it does kind of suck. Like the more that we dive into this stuff, and we're like, ah, there are, are two movies that Hitler reportedly watched and enjoyed that we've discussed, <laughs> and like, you know, there's, yeah. there's unfortunately, just a lot. like it's it's unfortunate the more you, you you dive into this stuff. It's not like film is made in this vacuum outside of like the really disgusting things of our world. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's so heavily ingrained in it like and the me too movement is so recent you know like yeah mm-hmm. cool and it's not like cool that guaranteed that. a significant change that just means there's more scrutiny but there might still be stuff that like you don't know about you know yeah like you never know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it uh, uh. We, I, I do feel like that that's something that like we can't like fully ignore on the podcast mm-hmm. either though yeah. like it definitely like it's it's good to call it out but it's also like yeah, it might ruin some of your favorite movies. Sorry yeah. about that. Sorry. <laughs> if you love Metropolis, sorry, I'm sorry. The writer <laughs> of that joined the Nazi party. <laughs> so yeah. did Hitler. It's like Adolf Yay. watches the movie. Hitler also loved Metropolis. <laughs> you guys are and so then similar. he looks up the, the turbulent <laughs> past. He's like, man, this is bad <laughs> stuff. I don't enjoy this. Like, they <laughs> treat these guys wrong. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but Or it might enhance your enjoyment of certain things. Like, you can watch Grand Illusion knowing that Nazi Germany banned that movie because of its anti-war sentiment. (laughs) Like anytime we go back to like Grand Illusion or like even kind of Passion of Joan of Arc, like it does sound like it was a bit of a tough time on set. But like those are both movies that like even now you can look back at and be like, I think it was coming from the right place. Yeah. You know, which is kind of cool to hear like it, it, you know, it's, it's uplifting you know, the podcast has been uplifting and kind of depressing in some ways where it's like, oh man, there's a lot of garbage happening, but mm-hmm. there are at least, there were some things, there are some glimmers of hope in that time, even of Definitely. grand illusion, being able to comment on like, you know, this, this, this humanist concept, it's but also cool. being able to, to call out the fact that like, there's still some like inherent racism in, mm-hmm. in society that like, 
doesn't matter how good of a person, how well intentioned you are, there are going to be like things that we as people like are not aware of and not paying attention to mm-hmm. that we do that affect other people. And that, that just is so, I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that that existed yeah, then. It's definitely, you can't, can't avoid the way that media is ingrained in the culture that it was surrounded by. So mm-hmm. it's a, it always makes yeah. for interesting topics. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> Commenting on that culture instead of ignoring it mm-hmm. definitely True. seems to go a long way as far as like you being worth being remembered. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, I don't know. Like agreed. Wizard of Oz, Snow White. I don't know. All of these things are like very like idyllic, mm-hmm. but you know you can kind of dig behind the scenes and be like, that's kind of weird. I don't yeah. know how I feel about <laughs> that. Yeah, but I'm the things comfy. the things that are directly dealing with heavy topics and being like, yeah, this is something that happens in society is going to remain relevant longer because that stuff, <laughs> unfortunately, continues to exist. You know, right. later in time, we'll definitely have more movies like that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I know. Watch Grand point. Illusion if you haven't. Yes. Do it. Grand Definitely. Illusion. Big, big recommend. I will slap uh, that on my watch it's list. Good. It's kind Sweet. of awesome. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Grand Illusion. Yeah. Le Grand Illusion. Oh, I found it. Mm-hmm. Whoa, it's not in my watch list. It's good. Yikes. It is now. Mm-hmm. That's right. How big is your watch list, Silas? So my watch list, it exceeds the amount of films that I've seen in my lifetime by about 500 Same. at least. Ah, yeah. high as well. That gives it, me anxiety. It scares me. So I actually had to filter it down and add a super watch list as like its own list. That's fair. Yeah. So now there's like 40 movies on that. <laughs> nice. That makes sense. And then I have a watch list separate to that that has like another like 40 movies or oh, something. Oh, man. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's I've best. definitely got like Amazing. list after list it's after good list bad. of different like yeah. Oh my gosh, you have so many watches. Lists. It's like hard to keep up with them all. Yeah. yeah, but it's great. It's it's a good time. But I I think I still technically have more movies that I've watched than on my watch list, which mm-hmm. I, which I can That's feel good. like yeah. slightly. My watch list about. is about uh, like a hundred fifty ish more. Gotcha. I'm gonna break a thousand. You can do it. My my movie list on Letterboxd. Please. Whoa. Maybe this year. I don't know. You should uh, celebrate. Yeah. Um, I want to hit 1,200. I don't know if I'm at 1,100 yet. I think I'm at 1,100. I don't know. My feet are hot. Good to know. Thank you. What were we talking about? Is there more info on this? Hey, are there any Tarantino movies on our essentials? I don't think so. For the Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Okay. Which is, as far as I recall, to comment on your feet. I don't know if that one really has much. I haven't seen that yet. What does that mean? Oh, Quentin Tarantino has a foot. Oh, right. And he does not hide it. He's proud. He loves feet and he's proud. And yeah, we all got to take off. Our shoes and our socks for that episode. <laughs> like, uh, let's be real. It's I feel exposed. <laughs> yeah. Please see. Yikes. Is it was it Brad Pitt's Golden Globe uh, speech where he talked about that? I did not see that. Oh my gosh. It's oh, really I re- I watched watch that. that. It's so funny. I'm gonna forget everyone's names, but he's just like, thanks to Quentin and Margaret Qualley's feet and like <laughs> such and such actresses' feet, and it's just like. Mark Robbie's feet. Was like, oh, Time for oh, some acknowledgments. Oh uh, I would like to thank the feet yeah. of these individuals. Like he specifically like, just <laughs> on stage on television was just like, sorry guys, That's it's a foot movie and it really is. It's like a foot movie. Hollywood is. I don't has, know how to tell you has this. Too many foot shots and it makes me uncomfortable. Man, it's like, a new genre. Is the it's foot. weird. Like, is that like is that the internet's doing? Because I felt like the foot fetish wasn't like a thing. I mean, 
it's I don't maybe know, the internet drew attention to it, but I think it's been there. It's like, I assume it has. It's very real. It's actually I think in yeah. the DSM five. Really? That's one of the sexual disorders. Is like mm. there's a disorder. Yeah. Sorry, that was deep. Um, <laughs> there's a disorder where you have like weird fetishes with things that are not supposed to trigger your brain like that. Huh. And feet are like listed as one of the top, like most yeah. common that's ones. Interesting. That's kind yeah. of a disorder, but I don't that's know fine. If Tarantino would bend to the will of like the internet. <laughs> I don't know if he's that type of person. So like, I think it's just been a thing. He's like, just yeah. a little weird. He does what he wants. I yeah. love Hateful Eight though. I need to see that. And uh, Inglorious Bastards Same. was great. Have you watched the like super long version that's on Netflix? Yeah. Or um, I forget which one I watched. Okay. But There's one that's like I think pretty maybe. much longer than uh, Gone with the Wind. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I think yeah, the one on Netflix is like literally four hours. Hmm. Yeah, yeah that great. movie's like a boiling pot. It's I great. W- I would like to see it. Yeah. Speaking of Gone with the Wind. Yeah. What? I'm gonna well, tie this into talking about directors. Okay, nice. Cool. Sounds good. That works. Segway. Bring it back high around five. Wizard of Oz. Kind of. Yeah. That was myself high fiving yeah. myself. All right, yeah, yeah. Hannah, high five. <laughs> Ooh. All right. I just want to talk about how many directors were on this project. Cause you think eleven screenwriters is crazy. Wait till you hear about all these crazy directors. Hmm. The first one was named Norman Torog. Ooh, Torog. He uh filmed a few early Technicolor screen tests and they like immediately reassigned him. I don't think they even really officially filmed anything with him. I don't even know why. Oh, God. Kind of brushed uh, over that. He must have really sucked. Yeah, he was, I don't know. Anyway, They're they replaced for him. apples. <laughs> yes. Apples, bad apples. For Hunter's apples. From Hunter, leave your apples at home. Maybe. Gosh, Hunter, how many times do we have to tell you? Don't bring your apples to I every recording session. I know. Hey, I will throw them at you. If I have to. That's why I want you to leave them at home. Make movie related oh. apple jokes. Two movies in a row. I will not be able to. I have time. two black eyes from the last episode, man. Snow Good. White was not pretty. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but she was. That's, that's why the, the witch wanted Oh, to. you're right. She was the prettiest. <laughs> she was actually very pretty, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but regardless, let's, yeah. Regardless. What are these directors? Who Norman Torog. So that's number one. He was replaced with Richard Thorpe. Uh... I think he was only on set filming for like two weeks when they kicked mm. him out. Uh, again, like they really were stumbling through this process. Yeah. A second director, I feel like should have ended there. So, yeah. Um, he left. Pretty sure he was the guy who had her in the blonde wig. Okay. And baby doll makeup. So like not a, really not a fun guy. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Create quote unquote creative choices. Mm. Um, mm. It's for my artistic vision. Right. Uh. So they replaced him with George Cukor. Cukor? Cukor? Anyway, sure. he ended up <laughs> directing Gone with the Wind. So that's why yep. he left early because <laughs> he had committed to that's that. A fun story. Um, mm-hmm. George was actually the one who made that change not Fleming so he changed it from the wig he was like um Judy Garland come here you should not wear the wig and you should like look like yourself and I think that was probably good for her mm-hmm. yay win for Judy Garland Hooray. so he made a lot of like executive creative decisions that they ended up keeping with the film but he didn't really film any scenes so he was like indirecting without filming and he lasted for a very short time. Left to go do Gone with the Wind. And then Victor Fleming came in. So we're on like, what, four uh-huh. or five now? Something like that, yeah. Um, he did most, like the bulk of it. Hmm. 
um, until he left. Oh, right, because probably um, to go work on Gone with the Wind. He Actually, had to no, go no, save maybe. Gone with the Wind. So yeah, it said Fleming hastily replaced George Cooker in directing Gone with the Wind, and then they assigned Fleming's friend King Vidor hmm. as director, and he finished it. Jeez. But Victor Fleming got credit. Yeah. Yes, he got. He did the bulk of it. Like, I think he did almost the whole movie. Okay. Mm. It was, like, George's vision. Fleming's... Sorry, I don't know how to say Cougar, so I'm just saying George. He's George now. George's vision, Fleming's actual filming direction, and then King Vidor did, like, all of the ending. And I think Mm. he was the one who filmed the tornado scene and Over the Rainbow. (laughs) Oh. So he actually got a couple of the big scenes. Like the bookends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, really. Yeah. So anyway, what the actual heck? This movie, like nothing about the process was smooth. And I'm like, how? Yeah, it's so weird. How did they pull this off? How it becomes the thing that's so well known. Right. Because it was so successful. Right. Like Gone with the Wind totally is going to have similar uh, stories behind it with directors and writers. Like hmm. it, it was so chaotic. Like I guess it was maybe that was just a normal thing. With movies around this time, I don't know. With Hollywood films, like, maybe? yeah, like it was just yeah, bonkers. Like, yeah, just I figuring it out as they go along. To be honest, yeah, there's definitely no auteurs at the moment, yeah. right? In yeah, American they were very much on the fringe. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, like we just remember these big studio pictures of mm-hmm. like uh, we replace like everybody that's on it like multiple times, and everything is gonna fall apart until it doesn't. Yikes! And then, you know, I mean, to be fair. The Wizard of Oz does not seem like a creative train wreck. Like, mm-hmm. I would not in any regard, like, label it as that. No. Yeah. It just right. doesn't end up becoming... Like, for what it is, it is pretty cohesive. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a fine piece of work. It's, it's just, just not in the top 100 most interesting films right. I've ever yeah, seen. It's not the most, like, blowing me away thing. But it's, no. like, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just kind of uninteresting-ish. Yeah. It doesn't quite make it into my favorite movies of the yeah. 1930s. But, yeah, like, it definitely does not belie the... I would chaos. I'd maybe, and I guess we'll see once we watch The Great Dictator, but I would maybe mm. just like replace this with like modern times or something, mm. which is mm-hmm. maybe more representative of the 30s. Yeah. But, mm. you know, again, I, I do personally regret, and I don't know which one I would replace, having two Victor Fleming movies <laughs> on the list. Mm. Because that, that he was basically the one exception Right. To like the the one movie per director role because I, I one I couldn't pick and two I know that he didn't fully direct either of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like yeah. he's he's attached to all both of these projects, but right. he's not like the only director on any of these projects. So I felt like it was maybe an okay exception to that rule for the list. But yeah. But I also don't know that it, both of these deserve to be on the 100 essential films list. I. Th- I would say yes, or at least somewhere in an essential films like Wizard of Oz. I just I'm shocked if someone hasn't seen Wizard of Oz. Right. right. So. Yeah. Feels like, like just definitely kind of and like all the I have a lot of notes on their special effects and how they did all that in this movie too, which were pretty. Yeah. Crazy. She fly on broom. How she do that? How she fly on broom? It was kind of fun. Sorry, I just lapse into like half English <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> would love to know. <laughs> well, let me go in order because the guy's okay. name was Arnold Gillespie. Okay. And his big deal was like the tornado. 
Oh yeah, he was the tornado like, was cool. I'm gonna flip and make a tornado on set. Whoa, people, okay. yeah. So he took, well, he tried to do it with rubber, and it just says after a previous attempt with the rubber failing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know how that went. Rough. He used 35 feet of muslin. He hung it from a steel gantry and connected it like the bottom to some rod. So it was just like imagine just I mean 35 feet. That's so much. Like yeah. that just hanging from the studio and essentially it was like this rod twirling it around hmm. the stage. Hmm. Not quite so sure how they made that so work. So the one that's like in the distance in those first Kansas shots is like a it's an actual on it's stage. It's an actual thing. thing. I don't know how that's it crazy. wouldn't have that's I mean I don't know what else I would think it would be but like it looked great. It did and I was like Man, Go you, dude. Practical effects. I love them. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about any like fun 80s like things with practical effects? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. We're talking like about Star Wars and oh, Star Empire. Wars. Okay. And oh, yeah, Blade duh, Runner. Duh. And the Dark Crystal. Okay, yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking, dude. <laughs> yeah, the Dark I have Crystal especially. That's like, uh, yes. Like, mm-hmm. Heck yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It'll be love an epic stuff. Time. Other effects include. (laughs) I'm just here to like you talking. Um, The oil for the Tin Man was chocolate Mm. syrup. What? I appreciate that. That was like the most harmless special effect (laughs) they decided to (laughs) use. We're going to use chocolate syrup for the oil. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Uh, It worked. It did look convincingly like oil. It did. I thought it was a great. Yeah. That was actually one of my favorite details. Like like when he's crying and there's like. You know, like oil is streaking out yeah. his eyes. Like I like that. Like I thought that was cool. That's pretty great. Yeah. And then the scarecrow and the lion, also part of costuming, guess costuming was they use these like latex foam pieces mm. to add on bits of mm. their like the nose and costume or whatever. Right. Like the lion definitely has like an obviously segmented face. Exactly. Like yeah. Kind of but yeah. latex can be pretty hard on your skin yeah. too. So they were wearing those a lot. That's why they had to right. show up at 4 a.m. was just to all get all of that put on every day. And I heard it took hours for them to like peel the glue off their faces uh, every single day they were filming. The glue. Yeah. And the scarecrow, the actor who played scarecrow had permanent lines on his face oh around his cheeks oh. and his chin for the rest of his life. Jeez. What? Yeah. The remainder of his life? Mm-hmm. It just had permanent marks from the uh yeah, latex. That's crazy. Mm. Oh man. We we definitely needed a screen actor's guild. <laughs> I know. Well, okay, I actually just looked that up and it said that they we did have one. It, like there was kind of a union. To do something. I know they had one, and then like SAG was technically founded in 1930, or that that version of SAG was founded in 1933. Hmm. So there was a union, but they must have not been doing their yeah, jobs. I mean, just not, not yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, the, our current that's union was just founded in 2012. Jeez. The SAG after like oh. union. So. Um, that's very recent and they're pretty hardcore. Like they're very involved. Mm -hmm. Um, in 1939, they were not (laughs) slightly apparently. (laughs) I'm just like a little worried. That's that's really upsetting actually. Yeah. (laughs) I feel so bad for all these people. (laughs) I do too. I'm like, this is like abuse and I'm, I need to watch that new Judy movie. Oh, right. Cause I think they go into all of her Mm -hmm. I don't know the horrible things Judy Garland survived. Wow. Yeah, because uh, well at the Golden Globes, Renee won, right? Yes. 
Who did she beat she, out? Didn't she win one of the Oscars? Uh, did she win the Oscars too? Can't remember. Someone maybe. I feel like she she, she beat out. Uh, who was it? Who was it? Oh, she beat out Saoirse. Oh yeah. That was what I was upset about. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Which sucks because Saoirse Ronan. Queen. Really? Like, why hasn't Goddess. she actually like she's been nominated for best right. actress That's like true. what three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's so young, mm. and she's never gotten it. And it's like you know they're they're gonna end up giving it to her someday, and it's gonna be for a performance that wasn't very yeah. good. And it's just gonna be like a here's a career achievement. Award, yeah, it's like know? Leonardo DiCaprio's one. Right, like, right. Like we feel kind of bad. Yeah, like like mm-hmm. what about the performance that you know? What about uh? I mean Titanic. You know, like mm-hmm. it's maybe like, <laughs> right. or just, you know, there's gotta be you know there are definitely Leo performances that would deserve it yeah. more. It's like yeah. a retroactive thing. It's like yeah. all right, fine. And give it to you for all the times we missed you before. And that's dumb. Yeah, and that's, that's why weird. I appreciate that they didn't give Scorsese best director. Well, yeah, it's because he's already won it yeah. so much. Right. Like, right. You know? like they, they just would have done it there again because he's Scorsese. There was better stuff last year. But they, but they yeah. didn't. And I Freshman's appreciate cool, the Bong Joon-ho like, got it. But also, why even nominate Scorsese when you could have Greta Gerwig? It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. <laughs> Clearly, it, we're past it. We're totally past it. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not mad. Anyway, the Academy's <sighs> a sham. <laughs> breathe breathe yeah we were lucky <laughs> that we got the just victory of parasite right like mm-hmm. that was cool but like man so much out, some yeah. stuff that's like it's really so I, I normally don't pay attention just because i know i'll be disappointed yeah but yeah with parasite Same. i was kind of like okay maybe it'll win and i sort of paid attention that year and it mm-hmm. won i was, like, I well, was, was pretty cool. hyped for that yeah it was nice mm-hmm. but yeah generally not a great time and i won a few dollars on my my oscar bets i don't know why that's one thing mm-hmm. my family does but you know we all we're like, ah, so it's this this amount of money per win and whatever. I ended up coming out ahead, so that was good. My stepdad uh, does not know anything about movies. Mm. So my mom and I were just raking in all of his dough. <laughs> 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 oh, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. It was kind of awesome. It's kind of a good time. He's a good sport. He's great. I like him. Big fan. Big fan. But yeah, yeah, it it be it be it be like that sometimes. Like the Wizard of Oz is also, like I guess, that. on the topic of my mom. Like mm-hmm. somewhere over the rainbow is like a song that will make her cry every time Aww. she hears it, and it's like a very like very specific like important song for her, and it's one of my my grandma's like favorite movies. Yeah, and it has all this sort of like family significance, which is which is weird getting around to watching it and it being like if this is on my mom's list of favorite movies this is definitely the most boring movie on my mom's list of favorite movies because mm-hmm. she also has like lost in translation and singing in the rain and movies like that that are like ah, oh, this really holds up and is really solid you know why does why do people like this one it it's like, like okay i get, I it, what get it, does. it but i don't <laughs> right. i get it but i, I think was a bored. lot of it is heavy nostalgia yeah, like, yeah. For sure. be. like everybody has shown this as a child mm-hmm. everybody has some sort right. of like you know, childhood nostalgia attachment to it, but it's, it's also boring. And, it, but it for really a lot of is. people, it's like, you know, people, one think it's like, Oh, this first color movie and other, and people also think like, Oh, this is a very, very early movie. I'm watching old movies, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. Like, yeah. It just for a lot of this is like, this is kind of as far as you go probably Uh huh. for most things. Yeah. I mean, like I definitely know people that There's are like, Oh, I don't watch old movies and that's why they haven't seen star Wars. And it's like, people what? just really what? don't have this perspective of like watching oh movies before the last several years. 
like uh, before their lifetime. Yeah, I've, don't I've watch met it. several friends mm-hmm. recently that they're like, "Oh yeah, I've never seen Star Wars." Just Jeez. like offhand comment, and yeah. I cry. I've met like, a few people like that too. I cry. Just like how? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, it's like, but the I don't like old movies. Justification is like, but it's that's Star not Wars. Old. It's like, like why? Like, like I don't count the good. Wizard of Oz really as being old because yeah. like, you right. know, the general yeah. is old, but like, and even that only by like another decade. Yeah, like it's not that much older. <laughs> a trip to the moon is old. Yeah, that. that I'd rather watch some of those. When than you're, those yeah, yeah. I would, over a hundred, sure. I prefer <laughs> pretty much every silent film I've ever seen to this movie. Yeah, actually, yeah. yes, every silent film I've yeah, ever seen. But it was so successful, even when it right. came out. Like people loved it. Mm. I wrote down some of the review quotes because nice. they made me laugh. Mm. Mm. Yes, I want to hear those. In the New York Times, when it came out, it was widely successful and they said not since disney snow white and the seven dwarves has anything quite so fantastic mm. been succeeded or succeeded half so well mm. and it was a delightful piece of wonder and all of, uh like most of the r- reviews are positive other than some people saying judy garland was too old and then there was one negative review that was in like all the research and he was in the new yorker <laughs> he said the film showed no trace of imagination, good taste, or ingenuity, and declared it a stinkeroo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was the quote from stinkeroo. his review. Thank you, man. 30s reviewer. <laughs> that's amazing. So Stinkeroo, that's the, like, you don't want that, you know? Right. It's yeah. Bad. yeah. Oh, and this Mark one, death. this guy named Otis Ferguson wrote, it has dwarves, music, technicolor, freak characters, and Judy Garland. It can't be, expect- ex- it can't be expected to have a sense of humor as well. <laughs> As for the light touch of fantasy, it weighs like a pound of fruitcake soaking wet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a pound of wet fruitcake. That's pretty great. Like, I like these reviews. Man. I know. They this were more great. creative in the 30s. Yeah. yeah. Stinkeroo. Like, I'm glad that like the four of us kind of seem to feel the same way about this movie, mm-hmm. which is very not how its re- modern reception is. But also, I'm happy that there were some people back then who also felt this way. Like, what the actual heck? I guess it's just not a film that works for absolutely everyone. Yeah. Because, like, it's weird. I can sit through, like, a mostly dialogueless three hour movie and enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I can totally do that. But this movie's boring to me. I think part of it just feels so structurally, like, strict and linear. Like, the the thing with the road, it kind of literally makes it feel boxed in. Yeah. they're never going to go too far away from the path, you know? Yeah, it like, there's like no spontaneity. It's at not all like in from point A to point B. It. It's like a line. It's like a line segment, mm-hmm. you know, literally just like, yeah. So that kind of, yeah, I don't know, something about that I think makes it feel a lot more yeah. claustrophobic and it's, like you're boxed in. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Doing fairy tale structure and it's just rough, like with this in Snow White. It's like, it's like if somebody told me like the story of like three piglets. And it was just the story of the three piglets, except yeah. it was feature length mm-hmm. with nothing really else. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like the way that it's you can make like a fairy tale uh, interesting uh, is by having some sort of like metaphor involved, yeah. having some sort of purpose, maybe right. maybe doing it in a kind of unique way. Yeah. But if you just Which this take a fairy tale and just adapt it straight, yeah. it just is going to feel like nothing. And yeah. it belongs in like you know, a 20 minute PBS cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that's it. and then I and guess it, this yeah. obviously would have been like a contemporary fairy tale of sorts. I don't know how much older the book was. Right. I assume it was sort of around the it's, same time. I think it was 
Well, it said like, so, uh, you know, it's entertained people for yeah. decades. Okay, so, so I'm assuming years. it was okay, like that's fair. Maybe around like, early 1900s. And it did almost seem like there was some kind of message or something at the end, but it wasn't like a through line through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It was just like it's like a movie coming out at the end and being like, the message is <laughs> love. Right. And mm-hmm. home. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And I was interested in like <laughs> partially what it was going for as a yeah, message. Like, yeah. is the idea that like everybody has within them what they're seeking for? Or right. And like I that? kind of liked that. Yeah. Like with the, their, the individual quests being like, you're, you're already courageous. But at the same time, it, that's not a very compelling idea. Yeah. To me. Not, not the way they did it, at least. Yeah. It's like, right. Yeah. I mean, there's kind of this, like, bargain bin of, like, movie messages that, like, if your movie, yeah. if you notice your screenplay is kind of lacking and you want to, <laughs> like, tack something on at the end, you can just choose any one of these words from this bin. You know, you can be family, love, <laughs> yeah. home is where the heart is, exactly. be nice, be kind, uh, like, yeah, all man. these, like, kind of, you know, and it's basic not that Western they're bad, they're just really basic. Like yeah, like, it's times. very basic. Yeah. Like, they usually yeah, it's sort of like the Fast and Furious like family thing family. where like they say the word and then oh all right like, all oh, our work's done oh, like see, now this movie feels deep. man yeah, oh, yeah. meaning well, so I said the word family now you're supposed to cry like it's where are those tears you're yeah. so right family is the thing wait family exists and it's beautiful oh, uh, it's, uh, but like what? also her concept at the end of like ah uh, you know I I never need to go anywhere outside this yeah. farm because this is you know, because I, I love you guys or something. Feels like a downer to me. It kinda yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, oh, Don't okay. explore. Just so stay home. You got knocked out. <laughs> you had a weird dream. And then you wake up and you're like, I never want anything outside of this very small existence that felt very suffocating to me before. Everything it I would be like right here. It feels like there must be more to this provincial life. Okay. Wait. And then she, she meets the oh, beast. All clicked. And then she goes back and she's like, what? Wait, Hunter I just, had a revelation. I just got it. Yeah. The epiphany. Like what we were talking about, I'm probably just gonna be repeating it, but like it makes sense now that's like, oh, with all the people that she's traveling with, they're like she's like, I'm looking for courage. But then it's like, Oh, you're already courageous. So then you it have what you her, need. she's like, I'm gonna run away from <laughs> home and find a better place and then at the end they're like, You're already in the better place. Right. What are they oh. trying to tell women? Right. Be yeah. happy yeah. where you are. Like, well yeah, uh, it's exactly it's like oh, Belle being like, Oh, you're right. I should not be interested in books or, or thinking that there's anything yes. beyond my life. Quench you know what? all I of be, your ambition. I should just like, marry Gaston. Like that's basically oh, no. the equivalent right. of what this ending would be. I should just be, I should just it's be like, the housewife. Yeah. It's like quench ambition. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Mm. Just settle. Oh, like, I don't like this movie <laughs> anymore at all. It's like, just settle. Just settle. Be happy. Be content with the where you are. The place that you are is definitely the best place because if you went anywhere else, you would just miss the thing. Yeah. Not that yeah. the other thing was even Yikes. bad. You're just going to miss the thing that you already have. Right. But it's like they're missing just being grateful for what you have. Be it does feel like your, settling more uh, than just being small Kansas grateful. home prone to tornadoes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, where it's like almost died last imagine, time. You I was going to say, imagine that. It's like, sorry, I don't want to be the place where this lady wants to murder my dog or destroy, as they say. Destroy. Like, you don't so think sad. I'm going to run away from that? Poor Toto. Poor Toto. <laughs> Toto. Toto definitely does give the best performance. So I think we can Toto was well. incredible. Um, They got him to run alongside the actors as they skip down the yellow brick road in just 12 takes. Wow. It took 12 yeah. takes. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually like, this is really bad. That reminds oh. me would of not like run the down shot the road. of the <laughs> dogs cute. in Parasite running. That's like a really mm. perfect shot. Like, mm. yeah. They're all perfect shots, but that one where it's like <laughs> the camera kind of sweeps low to the ground 
as like the you know the fleet of puppies kind of like mm. skedaddles you know mm. it's like it's good there are some dogs like trained to be in films now and they're hardcore yeah i don't think they even had their brains wrapped around the idea of that at this point hmm. they just kind of were winging it are you aware of any animal abuse because it that just seems like something that happened on the set Probably mm. the only thing I knew of was the jello powder on the like horses. Horse. Yeah, that's horse of a different awful. color. Um, I don't like that. that which also, I'm it just not wasn't positive what jello is made out of, right. but I thought it was made out of some animal thing, so you're just putting that back on the horse, and that just mm. seems kind of wrong. Yeah, maybe it probably was yeah. made out of some sort of animal product at the mm-hmm. time, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Horses <laughs> specifically, I thought. I just, it really feels like it. Oh, no. You don't, I don't know. Like it, having the horses be purple contributed literally nothing to this film yeah so it, it just did not was just like a joke right amongst <laughs> all the other strife going on and you want to focus on how purple your horses are mm-hmm. it's like I, costuming uh, definitely not a bigger fish to fry like come on like the excellence of the costuming took mm-hmm. over so much of the humanity <laughs> of mm-hmm. it all because i was looking again and it said that the because of the technicolor lighting they had to use the set would like heat up to over 100 degrees but the Jeez. actors were standing in these super heavy thick layers of costumes all day uh. long and because of how complex and detailed the costume makeup was they wouldn't let them eat in their costumes so they're standing up there for uh. over 12 hours not eating and then wicked witch of the west um had to they they made her stay on a liquid diet yeah Jeez. for she was days. really small huh huh she was pretty thin yeah she was it's like that is they don't have the right it's gonna be hard to enjoy watching this again if i ever if i ever end up watching it again it was hard to begin with it's gonna be harder now like the costuming is definitely like the standout thing about the film Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways but But at what price (laughs) at the price of like at what cost any decency for anybody involved Mm -hmm. and that kind of sucks too i don't know maybe the only remaining thing is Somewhere over the rainbow and those other songs that are all the same song that I can forget about as soon as the movie. That's like ninety yes. percent of movies, though. Let's be honest; it's like all the song is the same song. Like mm-hmm. in true, a lot of movies. Yeah, well, they should have got Max. There Steiner are exceptions, to do this but like, yeah. there's a lot of movies like that. You know, they yeah, cut several songs out because the movie was almost two hours long, and all the other movies at the time were like ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Oh crap, we have to cut this down, or people aren't going to come see it." So they cut it down to a hundred minutes. Yeah, so it would have been two hours of your life. Yeah, uh, a good call, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. They almost got somewhere over the rainbow. Hey guys, we made Dang. a good decision. But the oh, only thing that matters. The director, I think it might. I think it was Fleming fought for it. He was like, he was like, leave that in. Like, you better leave over the rainbow in. And then, of course, the that pining. is what ended up winning them the, the Oscar. I feel that like when the studios try to yep. like mis try to like micromanage a project it's like 80 percent of the time and I, i'm pulling stats out of the air but i feel like the majority of the time it's like the wrong call you know well yeah like and i've got a rant for that when we talk about gone with the wind actually yeah but like, like there's only one instance that i've ever heard of where like a studio exec was actually right about like a decision mm-hmm. and all the other ones it's like the creatives fought for it and then they got it and it was what everyone loved about it you know right well i've heard that the director's cut of apocalypse now is mm. worse is it is it apocalypse uh, now that the director's cut's worse i am not sure i feel like i heard that one was maybe that's maybe better. that's the good one maybe there's a different coppola movie or something like that but I, anyway i've, I've heard of definitely examples of like man the shorter version of this movie is by far the better one the director's cut is dumb 
and sometimes that happens. A lot of times that is true. Like when we talk about Blade Runner, that will not be the case. Yeah, like sometimes it's like that where it's just like way better, and mm-hmm. sometimes there's something that kind of sits in the middle, like maybe not you know the most classic historical movie, but like when when they did that with Midsummer last year, mm-hmm. you know, first cut is like still pretty long but pretty good, and then there was like the director's cut, which is like thirty minutes longer, and I saw it and I was like, I like the scenes here, but boy, it ruins the pacing. Mm-hmm. And like, and I mean, it usually does that. And like, it just kind of hurt a lot of areas of it. And it's like, yeah. I like seeing the extra content as someone who already likes this movie. Right. But like, as a single product, it works worse. So mm-hmm. it does just kind of happen sometimes. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's the, that's the same case with, well, it's kind of, I guess maybe it's the opposite with A New World, Terrence Malick's mm. movie, because the theatrical oh. cut is quite a bit shorter. And the director's cut adds a bit more, but you can feel it in the theatrical cut. Like, it just feels like scenes are gone. Yeah. And it's and it jars the pacing, but I've heard that the director's cut is like, very much feels like a full movie and and works right. I remember hearing that about uh, a movie I have not still not watched with uh, Ridley Scott's Kingdom of Heaven. Oh yeah, like the theatrical cut of that came out and people were like, "This is kind of trash," mm. and then like the director's cut came out later that added a bunch of stuff and people were like, "Oh, this makes it actually feel like a cohesive like." movie. It's actually really good." Why does that happen to Ridley Scott so much? Maybe he know, just doesn't fight for final edit. It is weird. Anyway. This guy's movie. I know Jim Jarmusch always does. Okay. He fights yeah. for, like he will not, <laughs> yeah. he will not cede any ground to anybody ever, and he always gets final cut. And he will, like, he will just be like, okay, fine, I don't have the budget I need mm-hmm. for this movie, but I, I will make it anyway the way that yeah. I want it to because I will not put, I will not make Dead Man in color, no matter how much you <laughs> offer me to do it. So, it's so great, and it works. Yeah. It, it pays Stuck off. Stuck by really. his principles. It's working so yeah. far. That's why I have so much respect Mark of for that a good guy. director. Mm-hmm. And also, like, coming out with The Dead Don't Die, a movie that is not commercially viable in any way, yeah. but is really good if you get what he's going for, which the point is that it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah, meta it's in like, that way. Uh, anyway, uh, a good time. Sometimes. We don't need to, we don't good need times. to. Good yeah. Basically, what We're I'm saying is that there are movies that are good that are enjoyable, that aren't Wizard of Oz. That would be more fun to talk yeah. about. But yet, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> We're going on. We're doing this for you, viewers. I mean, yeah. this is, like, all for you guys. Like, I'm just... Yeah. Oh, man, we, if we get any like, shit comments, like, we, uh, this will be the episode we yeah. get all the flack uh, for. This one, maybe the next one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, at least some people will know. be okay with yeah, Gone with the Wind being like, hey, it's kind I of I hope Mom doesn't issues. hear this like, episode because, like, yeah. Mom likes Wizard of Oz. But I know I know Sorry. there's going to be so many people that are, like, going to start with the Wizard of Oz episode being like, this is the one. And it's like, yeah. I'm sorry. This is yeah. not the one. We don't even introduce ourselves at the beginning of the podcast because we just got some shit to get off our chest. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to tell you about all this stuff. Right. Yeah, um, I... I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, there are parts of it that are impressive, mm-hmm. but, like, it just, yeah. I don't know. My last couple of fun facts yes. mm-hmm. to you shock you all before we w- before maybe we wrap things up. The last bit of animal abuse-ish things I found was that the lion costume was made out of actual lion skin and hair, <laughs> which made people really angry. Poaching is wrong unless it's for a movie. Exactly. Now they ruin the cowardly lion. I know. And then the snow in the poppy fields. Mm-hmm. Guess what it was made out of? Mm, I don't Feathers. Know. Don't say asbestos. It was, yes. Fuck. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and they were literally showering oh Judy Garland in it. Like, if you inhale God. that, it's uh, a carcinogen. Is that what it's called? Carcinogen. Yeah, yeah. that. Um, no. It causes, like, it's so bad. many lung diseases mm-hmm. or lung cancer. And they were literally just sprinkling it on Judy Garland for hours for these takes. Oh, so, my God. Um, yeah. 
That's so my last bit of shock. Oh. Uh, okay, this <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think I'll I watch got. this movie again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Man, really bad. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I do it I again, like I'll say it I'll say it for y'all people that like this movie. I appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate it for what it's done and it's iconic and it's a movie every yeah. you know, it's on this list. That's fine. It's fine. But but God <laughs> I don't wanna watch it again. <laughs> don't make me For those don't of you me. who have seen this movie, I I see you. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I am not you. Right. <laughs> I hope you are comfortable you. with having seen it as many times as you've already seen it and don't want to watch it anymore because probably after hearing all of this information about this movie, you're, you're probably not going <laughs> to f- love it as much anymore. Abuse, abuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as an actor, I hurt deeply Dude, for these people. This has mm-hmm. a 4.0 on Letterboxd. Yeah, it has a very high oh, rating. Wow. It's such a classic. People so never hate on there. this. Nobody I rarely he- hear people hate on this, especially in the theater world. Mm-hmm. This is like everyone's because it's not movie. like the movie itself isn't like super bad. Like it's kind of it's pretty yeah. much an okay movie. But it's when not. you hear about what happened, it's kind of like it leaves. It's kind of distasteful. It's after pretty that, fine. You know? it, it's like, good, mm-hmm. but it's not anywhere above being good. You know? Yeah. I mean, it projected I, I all their agree, careers pretty well. Yeah. Like. After the movie premiered in New York, whatever theater they showed it at, Judy Garland and I think the guy who played the Cowardly Lion like would do these live performances after the showing of the movie, and they loved it so much. Like Judy Garland asked them to extend it for two weeks, so mm-hmm. they performed like these live performances after the movie would Whoa. show for like three weeks. Dang. So good things came out of it for all of them, but man, I don't know if it was worth it. It's mm. rough. Like yeah, what the heck. What a train yeah. ride. That was a longer longer train ride than the general, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably true. A true fan uh, of the we, pod. We Silas, you win. just recorded yep. our longest episode. I did not just listen to that episode uh, hey. earlier this morning. Hey. Hey. Uh-huh. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, nice. It's my pleasure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll probably sign off. We should probably yep. we should plug our things. Movie Overload Pod has links to all of our socials. Movie Overload Pod on Instagram. Movie Overload underscore on Twitter. You can you can give us a please give us a review a rating on iTunes help you know tell a friend get us out there mm-hmm. join our Patreon that would yeah. be fun you can we be could. a friend of the pod friend of the pod uh, let's see I don't know there's there's probably other things yeah um, like Ryan Gosling we're on here he Ryan exists. Gosling is sexy fuck Woody Allen yeah all the uh, things what else do we got um, well I also would suggest that all of you maybe check us out on youtube because yeah, we're starting yeah. to put effort into getting those episodes out on there Neat. Uh, I, the I would after. rephrase that like starting to put effort i would like because when this comes the words, out like we're putting effort like we're yeah we've effort. put take so much effort. Effort. Been done. effort is putting into <laughs> the youtube we're starting yeah wait uh, effort start put uh <laughs> pot, pot um, vid uh, tube you yeah yeah it's yes. up there Go to watch it if you yeah. like listening to you're things on there. YouTube. If you're a if you're a weirdo like me who just listens to YouTube videos sometimes, then it's perfect. It is perfect. And I make thumbnails kind yeah, of. True. They're nice. You can go look at them. They're they're, they're okay. Yeah. It's a good yeah. template. I'm okay yeah. with it. it is. Anyway, That's thanks it. for watching, guys. Thanks for watching. Love you. And as we say at the end of every episode of the Movie Overload podcast, we are the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I just really like the concept of a lollipop guild. Yeah. What was the other one? The it lullaby is not the league? guild they needed. <laughs> like those are big <laughs> words, man. Those are like cool words, and you put them next to like lollipop. Yeah. I mean, I think I like the way that it's done better in Over the Garden Wall. That episode, like, up in the clouds with, like, the weird little kids. Yeah, that was weird. We also welcome you here, too. Yeah, forgot about that. Whatever. That bit's great. Anyway. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.